Welcome to Inside Baseball with Old Chestnut. I'm Liam Allen with Morris Sachs. How you doing, MB? I'm doing great. Absolutely great. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, you know, how, how do you not do great when you wake up on a Sunday morning with a blue sky and you hear that song? It, it's yeah i'm glad that you pulled the plug on my first choice thank you for overruling um i was given a stern i don't like that song when i played it to yeah. test it and i immediately changed it and look at the difference in mood we have turned it's like a whole new show unbridled it's, optimism uh, unbelievable <laughs> but you know it's like the chicanes in the formula one i think we're gonna have laughs i think we're gonna have tears <laughs> but uh for those of you uh who skipped uh the introduction i'll just be honest with you you just cheating yourself okay 
you know, you, you don't want to play ball. That's fine. Yep. But in the end, uh, <laughs> you're the loser. So uh, our uh, hardworking and very, very expensive webmistress is out to visit. And um, I'm slowly turning the tide and she is becoming a fish fan. <laughs> and uh, there's a song uh, called Waste. Oh, yeah. And I get emotional when I hear that song because I, I think of uh, I think of my wife. It's yep. like, come and waste your time with me. You know, it's a it's it's kind of a romantic moment which i can't share with her because anything that starts with a p is just verboten yeah yeah yeah. the other day i was listening to that song and i was gonna like text some of the lyrics to my wife as i was listening to it let me like copy and paste this over to the old lady um i was like then she's gonna she might recognize it (laughs) and roll her eyes i tried to get that played at the cocktail hour of the wedding but i was overruled really yeah, because they've got a bunch yeah. of good, like, lo- they got a couple good yeah. songs. I'll yeah, Waste, Miss You, Shade, all those were like, they're all. A lot of uh, pro football commercials are using their music now. Have you yep. noticed that? Uh, there's also a fish fan in the Fox NFL booth. And if you, every weekend, you can catch a fish song going in and out of a Fox football game. Is you got to pay right? attention. Yeah, yeah. And then there was that woman, Katie Turley. Oh yeah, she's yeah, awesome. used to used yeah. to link a bunch of stuff together. Yeah. So, dude, the so, people—they're out there. They're out there. Yeah, yeah. It's a silent majority, right? So, uh, there was more news and things unrelated to the market this week than related to the market. I, I'd like to get out there first and foremost. Um, old chestnut stepped stepped on his dick calling for the demise of the equity market. And yet again, as forecast, he was wrong. Uh, I think it was up 1.8%. Yeah, Friday afternoon. Yeah, (laughs) fucking nailed it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, folks, uh, you knew going in, uh, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to stocks. We're dealing with a stubborn market. I've heard it referred to as a stubborn market, and I've referred to it as a heavy market. Um, Okay. And I see both of those things. I, I stubborn is. I mean, can't can't argue with that, you know. Yeah. Um, look, it's one of the hardest things to do in investing is be patient, and they're making it easy to be patient when the six month Treasury bill is a bond equivalent yield of a five fifteen. Now, you want to say it's a real interest rate or negative interest rate, you know, after inflation, you can have that debate all you like. But, you know, a year ago, you were getting schnitz. And now you're getting 5% government guaranteed. Not a bad place to be hanging out, especially. And, and, And you know that cliche from the old war movies? It's quiet out there, a little too quiet. Mm-hmm. You know you who you haven't heard from recently? Mm. You haven't heard from Stanley Druckenmuller, mm. have you? Nope. How about uh, John Paulson? How no. about Lee, Co- Lee Cooperman? No. You know why? 
because they don't have a position that they're talking up. So, um, you know, we'll see how that goes. And in the meantime, we can amuse ourselves with the Westchester Country Club sex <laughs> scandal on the squash courts. Um, full disclosure, I was a member of Westchester Country Club for uh, uh, maybe 20 years. And uh, I resigned because I no longer play golf. Um, but uh, I knew uh, where the squash courts were. And I had been a squash player. But back when I played squash with my friend uh, Cliff, the squash pro's uh, name was Raul. And there may have been a sex scandal, but it wasn't <laughs> going to come across my plate. Understood. Um, you know. Mm -hmm. maybe i just haven't met the right guy yet. right right, know, but, right um um we have that then of course i don't know did you send it to me there's a new york psychiatrist who's had a 10-year relationship with a patient hedge fund manager hedge fund guy he was a hedge fund guy <laughs> that's the only reason i clicked on the article he's a hedge fund guy <laughs> oh, now that makes sense so apparently <laughs> Apparently he was showing up for his weekly session and it was his weekly session and for her 10 session years too. for 10 years. Yeah. The New York post is out doing the Lord's work. So the New York post runs an article about a hedge fund manager who's suing his psychologist for 10 years of mistreatment or medical malpractice. Basically he was showing up for his psychology sessions and it turned into carnal pleasure um, and continued for, 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 for a decade uh, until 2021. Now this is an important point because having been uh, reading a lot of the psychology stuff over the years, mm -hmm. um, was it a psychologist or a psychiatrist? That's a good question. Um, God, I'm I'm not sure. Okay. <laughs> well, do your own research. But in yeah. old chestnut's experience, after years and years and years of observational uh data, psychologists is a waste of time. Okay. You okay. got some you got somebody who grew up with mental issues and they decided that's what they wanted to do for their life. And this, yep. so they go to and same thing with like social workers okay? mm -hmm. don't get me wrong they help people mm -hmm. okay but they ain't psychiatrists right. why because psychiatrists a doctor you got to go to doctor school right 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 they, they can test. issue they they can write medication i mean yeah. they so if you're in need and and from time to time mm -hmm. there's everyone needs a little, little shoulder to lean on uh yeah get a shrink okay get a doctor mm -hmm. um have you seen all these telemed like you can go online it's and then there's some ethnic person wearing a t-shirt that says tell a shrink and like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of the blue you're supposed to sh spill your spleen to yeah. someone that yeah you know as soon as the time's up the next person shows up yeah, like they don't even have time to write notes. Uh, no, I know it's, it's a like thing. Yeah, the next the next session is you look familiar. Have we met? <laughs> yeah, yeah, teledoctor. Yeah. It's one of Kathy Wood's biggest holdings. Arc, I think she was she was big on teledoctor. <laughs> so speaking of two mentally impaired people, <laughs> Kathy Wood and Bill Gross. Uh, Bill Gross, autistic. Yep. Kathy Wood, sociopath. <laughs> 
Mm -hmm. um, Bill Gross called Kathy Wood out saying that, <laughs> on Twitter. Uh, yeah, on Twitter, another great invention. Um, unbelievable. Yeah. It's the modern day equivalent of going to, down to the town square with a milk carton. Yeah. Or, yeah, a milk crate. Yeah standing on top of it they yeah, call like, you crazy then it's right? like lunch recess for the kids it's like when they like like elementary school kids go like play in the parking lot at lunchtime like who can yell the loudest who's the weirdest it's just a dumpster fire yeah, but it's nice to see bill gross chiming in on the on kathy wood and yeah. just like yeah. unsolicited barrage yeah. of insults <laughs> yeah this is why this is why he's typing on his iphone while he's walking up and down the aisles of Home Depot looking for fart smell spray, right? Yeah, or like walk along the beach in Ventura, California with something. It's just a whack job. The only thing more pathetic than that is this. I don't even know what the word is. I It'll come to me, mm -hmm. but David Solomon. Okay. <laughs> Talk about the emperor having no clothes. Okay. Now, granted, I got, um, I perseverate, right? Meaning I talk about the same thing over and over again without new information. But I, in my defense, I believe I have new information. Okay. So there are, uh, uh, I swim in a very small pond. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I stay in my pond. But when things come into my pond, I have an opinion about them. Yes. So let me talk about this for a minute. So one of the roles I had early uh, and throughout my career at Greenwich Capital was people would come in and want to buy the firm. And the, the secret sauce of Greenwich Capital wasn't just the high payout. It was every few years we got to sell ourselves to some dope who'd pay a multiple of book value, which we can do a whole course on why that's stupid. Mm -hmm. right? But anyway, a lot of times I go in and as I've mentioned before, I got uh, quite accustomed to speaking to the younger analysts who are going to trip up the old guy. And, and so uh, I got comfortable speaking off the cuff about things and i also got comfortable saying you know i don't i don't know mm -hmm. but i i would say it in a, a you know in a not differential but a a more you know humble way like yeah i geez i don't know yeah not dismiss not okay. dismissive yeah, yeah, yeah. right right so then after we exited greenwich capital i did a brief tour of duty at a, a shop that we will not mention. <laughs> uh, you want to mention, you want to mention his Bo name? Bobo? Bobo. Okay. You went to Bobo shop Bobo. for a little while. Yeah. Reminds me of the, uh, the, the phrase, never speak to the monkey when the organ grinder is in the room. <laughs> right. Uh, then when we uh, exited stage right, out of that place, I wasn't pleased with how it looked like my career was ending. And I, you know, I, unlike the uh, Coconut Run and Goldman Sachs, segue 
uh, cutaway to your article about, you know, Mr. Sidney. We'll come back to that. Okay, good. But, uh, I, I wanted to make sure that I went out like on an, uh, a little bit of an uptick. So, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Robbie and EG and a number of other guys, JM and uh, Shane, and I'm sure I'm forgetting people and they'll hate me for it. And I apologize. But we set up a fund and the fund ran for three or four years and everybody, uh, everybody, I, when I say everybody, I mean, including the investors, <laughs> not just the principals of the mm -hmm. fund. And, um, uh, you know, we started from zero. So thinking we were BSDs from Greenwich Capital and people would throw money at us. Oh, contraire. Like we had done such a good job of staying under the radar. Nobody heard of us. Wow. Like yeah. who? Mm -hmm. So we got on our salesman hat, which you know how much I like. She's going to say, what's and, that look like for you? Uh, it's just bad. <laughs> it's bad. I mean, I, I might've broken out in psoriasis. I can't just, imagine. <laughs> you can't imagine. Well, you can't. Imagine some guy just biting his tongue for 90 minutes. I mean, so I'm guessing round number, I did 50 of these yep. meeting the, okay. And, uh, you know, one group was stupider than the next. Mm -hmm. And so uh, now we're talking about when we went out to start the hedge fund and, you know, my plan mine i mean i had a plan robbie had a plan eg had a plan but my plan was i'm gonna help my friends guys i admire get up and running and then exit stage right and let them go and build their own mm -hmm. like so they they weren't always under yeah yeah you know oh it was more so it was more right, so, right, right. And, and i felt like you know I put up my own money to help them get it started. And, you know, so I, I had skin in the game, right? Yeah. But yeah. you go to these meetings and, you know, you got to meet everybody because you don't know who's going to write your check. Right. But very quickly, you know, that saying like, when you don't know who the chump in the room is, it's you. Mm -hmm. It's like, I, I, none of these people knew they were the chump. And, right. And so, you know, the, the, the quick story was, you know, EG gives the first meeting and he, I, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, doc, that really sucked. Right. And I said, yeah, it did. It sucked. But when you're doing a hundred of them, yep. by the time you're going to be great, you're going to be great. Okay. And he, he is, he's mm -hmm. world-class at this stuff. Now, why? Because he's smart and he's hardworking and he practiced. Yeah. Practice makes perfect. Okay. But, um, uh, what I noticed while EG was making a, a presentation on what to us was as simple a trade as we mm -hmm. would do, these people were too stupid. Glazed to over. Even that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The Migo, right? Yep. Is that what you kids call it? <laughs> my <laughs> my eyes glaze over. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Migo. Yeah. Did I get that right? I've never heard that term. Yeah, we can. <laughs> really. I've never heard that. No, no. I'm Are you kidding? Yeah. No, I'm serious. There you go. My yeah. eyes glaze over. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, we can fix it in post-production. Okay. That's okay. 
but you'd see these people, you know, Harvard, Princeton, Wharton, right. and EG would be talking about pretty straightforward things. Mm-hmm. But you could tell right away these these people Always. just it was yep. it was way over their fucking head. Yeah. By the way, I could give you his presentation now, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I got to be careful how I'd say it. In ten minutes, I could explain it to you, and you you would come away being able to repeat it. Okay? Understood. Yep. These people, not a chance. So, okay. it, as far as my memory goes which is, you know, not what it mm-hmm. once was, it, you know, I discussed it with EG and because uh, Rob's job, if I recall, was much more infrastructure because that's, he's a mechanical engineer and he's mm-hmm. got a real knack for it, right? Yep. So, and EG's, you know, EG's EG, right? He's just great guy to be around full of energy yep. than the wet sponge me. <laughs> and anyway, <laughs> I I suggested we dumb it down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Because clearly these people can't carry our suitcase, right? Mm -hmm. And yet we, yeah, we need them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, I guess I'm talking circles, but the point is I do believe it or not, have some experience speaking to investors, which brings us to, I'll, I'll say, the fuck nut running Goldman Sachs. <laughs> My words, not yeah. yours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he has lost, pick a number, $2 billion sure. in Trump trying to do the, mm-hmm. the, the um, what's that, retail banking? Mm-hmm. Marcus. Marcus, yeah. And as your mom is fond of saying, sorry doesn't fix the $2 billion loss at investment banking. Exactly. Or, um, Marcus, right? Yeah. Okay. So you're dealing with a firm's literally existential crisis, right? You 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 have taken uh, arguably the most prestigious investment the, bank the. Uh, in in North America. Now I would say the Rothschilds in Europe. Okay. Okay. Or uh, digging back the Medici's, maybe. Come on. Know. All right. Let's be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> digging hey, back. I knew the I, I knew the Medici's okay, and you, Senator, say, yeah. are no Medici. Okay. Um, but, you know, there's so many ways he could have fixed this. Okay. And he did, he got it all wrong. He got F. F, F, okay, yep. F number one. They paid him $25 million, okay? So first of all, that 25 ain't 25. Best case scenario is they gave him 25 in cash. He pays tax on it. He walks out with 11, mm-hmm. right? Yep. So Mr. BSD, $11 million, what he's supposed to do is get up there and go, it's on me, okay, goose egg. Mm-hmm. I'm showing everyone that works at this firm, if you do your job and you hit your goals, you get paid. And if you don't, you get nothing, okay? You tell me, 
street cred? Does that buy you street cred? I mean, it's automatically. Yeah. 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 But no, he's such a fucking, and here's Yiddish, such a fucking hazard. He's got to take the dough. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Okay. Let's set that aside. Secondly, I can't say this is dumber than the first thing, because that first thing is as stupid as the day is long. Yep. Right. They put out a hundred page presentation. Mm -hmm. Yep. Of mm -hmm. whatever they fucked up. Into a okay. tense room. So <laughs> the first thing. It, it, it's subterfuge. It, it's it's he's trying to play shell game. Let's hide my error yep. in a packet of fucking charts. Yep. Okay. So mistake number two. It's a four or five page thing. Wrong. This is what we did wrong. This is what we did wrong. And not only are we gonna fix it one year from today, if I don't have this thing stabilized, I'm handing you my resignation. Yep. Easy. Street cred number two. Yep. Right? Yep. Okay. But no, he's too busy up his own ass. Have you gone to YouTube and listened to the comments of his remix of Whitney Houston? <laughs> no, no, but I will. I will. It's always in the comment section. Oh, right? I know. Always, always. Somebody's got to stand up and go, listen, listen, fucking grow up. Okay. <laughs> Just grow up. You know, mind your fucking panel. Yeah. Um, and you did, I have to give you credit. Okay. Oh, I, listen, listen, I think this whole thing works because of you. Okay. If it weren't for you, old chestnut would be in a bar somewhere <laughs> drinking Irish whiskey at three in the morning saying it's time to go home. <laughs> right. Right. Call right. me a cab. But no, you've you've pulled me out of that, right? Okay. Um, I'm sorry, I got lost. This hello. Uh, where, where I did. I, I was doing something. I just, well, maybe oh, played oh, so, oh, the comments. Oh, the comments. Yeah. The comments. Yeah. The the comments. The comments are great because they're like, you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it's like, you yeah, know, a yeah. a studio DJ could. And somebody said all that's missing is like the bump track or something. It's like, <laughs> yeah, boom, 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 yeah, yeah, boom. yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I, it's like, uh, it's like, how about instead of getting that blowjob and mixing the Whitney Houston thing, maybe you do your job. Yeah. Um, yep. Okay. But, I, you know, once again, beating a dead horse, I, I do literally question how the board of directors, how does the board of directors tolerate this? As I mentioned, sidebar, up on that Twitter thing you do, mm -hmm. do you mind describing a little bit of that article you posted? Uh, the one about Sydney? Yeah. All right. So yeah, the, it's a it's an account. The, the account is called Ticker History, and they it's all it's historical stuff, and it's a it looks like a New York Times article. Um, and it's about Mr. Wall Street Weinberg, the CEO of Goldman Sachs. This says 1967, I think, is the byline on the date. The, the 
The headline reads, Mr. Wall Street to mark his 60th, 6-0, Mr. Wall Street to mark his 60th year at Goldman Sachs. Weinberg, 76, began as an aide to a porter. So if you don't know what that is, that means a custodian or a janitor back in the day. Okay, so he was mopping floors. If you would like to know what Sidney James Weinberg thinks about any subject under the sun, just step up and ask him. He will give you a quick and frank answer. You think Dave's giving you a quick and frank, friendly answer when you stop and ask him a question? No. So I'll continue. If you want to, fu- if you would like to, that's ah, old type. I'm hard on trouble. No, just take the subway. He rides the subway. His customary means of travel up to the Sherry, the Sherry Netherland Hotel at Fifth and Fifty Ninth, or down at Goldman Sachs at Fifty Five Broad Street. Goldman Sachs harbors a couple of proper young men from Harvard Business School who still call the 76-year-old senior partner Mr. Weinberg. But Sidney thinks they will still f- they will soon fall into line with the Netherlands desk clerk whose response to a recent visitor was, oh, yes, Sidney's at home. Today, Mr. Weinberg will celebrate his 60th anniversary at Goldman Sachs. That means he made his Wall Street appearances in the darkest days of the 1907 panic when when J.P. Morgan, James Stillman, and George B. Cordelou were setting up rights in the Morgan Library of New York. Anyway, senior partner, he worked. For, you know, it's just it's just such a different. So like, then I read his I read his his Wikipedia page, and I mean, you couldn't get a more black to Solomon's white um, from Sydney. Weinberg to David Solomon. It's, it's it's not that long ago. Okay. We, like we can go back to this was he died in the 70s. So like they they almost overlapped. Yeah. They were alive for sure at the same time. Yeah. And Solomon should be aware of this heritage and 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 what's the word I'm looking for? This uh the pedigree of Goldman Sachs. So yeah. to turn it into now I'm a fucking clown DJ doing Lollapalooza and I'm running into the ground and being a smug prick about it, it's not a good look, you know. It's sort of like the inverse of that scene from The Sixth Sense where the mother's in the car with the little boy and she's saying, grandma comes to see you. Yeah. And the the woman's like, you know, what? Yeah. She, goes, she said, on that day of your recital, you know, you, uh, you and I had a fight. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I... I acted like I didn't come see you dance, but I was in the back and I saw you dance and you looked like an angel. <laughs> and the, the woman is starting to tear up. And and then the little kid says, uh, do you remember that day when you came to visit the cemetery, you asked me a question? And, and the woman's like, doesn't know what to make of this because the kid is like zoned into like yeah. her, her her dead mother and yeah yeah and and she said uh, grandma says the answer is every day and then he says mama what question did you ask and she tears up and she says do i make you proud <laughs> <laughs> so you got sydney weinberg yeah yeah in his grave, scratching and clawing to get out because yeah. of this. Anyway, yeah, we beat him up enough. Yeah. Um, clock's ticking. Clock's some... ticking. We're not going to do that for long. Okay, this 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 is not going to yeah. last forever. So we might as well enjoy it while we can. Uh, yeah. Well. Yeah. In the imp- impotence of the Goldman Sachs board, you know, it'll mm-hmm. be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
that that there's not enough penalty for these board members. Right. Yeah. It's like Judge Judy needs to get involved. What what would you anyway, enough about that. So um I want to touch on a few things. Um one uh relates or several relate to the market. I mean, that's why we get the big bucks is mm-hmm. talking about the yeah. market, right? And um, so we have a, a couple of things going on that have caught my eye. And as I've said, there's a few of these economic indicators that I really like. Um, one of them is the uh, purchasing manager surveys. And years and years and years ago, they split them up into manufacturing and to service. Initially, it was like, what kind of purchasing manager survey do you have for a dentist office? But let's just say it works. Mm -hmm. So when I went through and looked recently on um, uh, Daily Shot, the last run of purchasing managers for manufacturing were all sub 50. So the PMI was 47.7, production 47.3, new orders 47, employment 49.1, delivery times 45.2. Prices paid was 51.2. So that that's okay. Now, to the extent I understand this correctly, and of course, as we all know, there's no guarantee. The question is basically this. Were things better, unchanged, or worse than last month? Not by how much, but were they better or worse? So, and it's from the prior month. So anything below 50 is contraction. Okay, yep. Okay. Now, you go to the service sector, and it's it's bonanza, right? They're all up big. Yep. Now, um, is I've been thinking through this. That makes a lot of sense to me, and 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 follow along with me, if you will. Where, so we had the COVID, people got most people got shot a bunch of money. They were buying stuff to keep themselves occupied, whatever. Okay. But the, they were limited in the scope of what they could do. Meaning, you know, I, I know even in my case, I pushed off dentist appointments. I pushed off haircuts. I pushed mm-hmm. off doctor's visits, you know, the whole thing. Right. Because, you know, yeah. nobody wanted to go anywhere. Yeah. But you, you, you depleted the inventories Yep. So the first boost came back in manufacturing and you replenish the inventories. Well, now the inventories are replenished. And the biggest example in my mind is delivery times are 45.2. So you're getting stuff quicker. And by the way, two years ago, you couldn't buy a bike for lower right, money. Right. Yep. Right. Uh, inside sources tell me you can buy a Trek or a Specialized at 25% off a list now. Wow. Now, those are, you know, 
Yeah. At this point, it's dealer's choice, which which bike you like the best, right? I'm a Scott guy, but uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's an example. Yeah. And, right. Okay. So that's so that's happening. Um, now you're reading hotels are booked, airplanes are full. Why? Because people are now getting out of the house. So you have had this demand shift from things to experiences, let's say. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And and so it's a wave. And so we're seeing an intermediate uptick in the uh, services PMIs. And people are heralding, you know, soft landing or no landing, we're going to get going. And yet, in the interim, the consumer cash balances still seem to be a bit high, oddly enough, as our interest rates. But consumer debt, as you pointed out last week, is pretty big. I think people are like fed up, uh, you know, sitting at home and they want to go out and do shit. You know mm -hmm. what? I don't, I don't fucking blame them. Mm -hmm. But, you know, this to me is part of the why it's different this time. Mm -hmm. So you, you have to be a little cautious with assuming that we've got sustainable growth. Now, um, does that yeah. resonate with you at all? Yeah, absolutely. That, yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. In the meantime, the clock is ticking with the quantitative tightening. Now, um, our friend, uh, David Zerbos, is on fuego with how he's been calling these things. And he put out a memo a couple of weeks ago talking about how these losses are on the central bank's balance sheet. And I, I just think one of his great all-time memos. Uh, and unbelievably, he followed it up with another one, which may not be quite as dramatic, but it, it ticked a lot of boxes for me. So the first one is, and the easy one is, anyone with cash, they're earning more money on their cash. And it's not immaterial they went from getting nothing to even yeah. it, your shitty bank you're getting three percent yeah right yep. if you've got enough financial uh acumen you can buy a six-month bill for whatever i told you five something right yeah. Okay. yeah so the government deficit is going up because the fed isn't sending as much money but the consumer has some more money in his pocket okay so you know once again it's a it's a effectively a uh, i don't call it a wealth transfer but it's more of a partial stimulus payment mm -hmm. right because mm -hmm. the, the private sector is earning more interest on its money and it 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 migrates to a lot of firms so for instance uh let's say you uh, own a a payroll company, so my my you know uh, empire uses ADT as my payroll company. Mm -hmm. So they'll withdraw the paycheck from my account like a week early, and then they'll pay me 
But in that week, they're earning interest on that cash mm -hmm. a year ago. Okay. Yeah. And by the way, there I get I'm not getting any love on that week or two of lost carry, right? Right. So you you go through all these things. And the best example, I I love this. This is my my favorite thing. So you got a hedge fund guy, he's got a billion dollars in cash. So the 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 money goes in and he buys five percent T bill yep. on a billion dollars. What's he make? Fifty million dollars mm -hmm. of, of interest. Mm -hmm. He gets to keep twenty percent of that. So twenty percent of fifty million is ten million. Ten million, right? Yeah. So all he's got to do is turn up and, you know, turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah, show up and, and but they get this thing in their mind. It's like, oh, well, you know, the the client's got to pay, you know, for us to be in business and like that. You know, that's so long the 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 blowjobs aren't sex thing. Right, right. Like, like the client's supposed to pay for you to be in business, and then you get twenty percent of the up and none of the down. Right. Yeah. Okay. That's great. It's a good gig. At, at, at the bottom, at the bottom of our podcast thing, let's get an account. Okay, you and me, and people can send us money. Yeah. And yeah. we'll only charge them one percent management fee. That's fair. And That's five fair. and five percent of the up. Yeah. Okay. How about that? Okay. Um. So Zervos talks about that now. This one's a little bit more complicated, maybe more important, and I haven't completely reverse engineered it in my mind, but I want to bring it up because mm -hmm. we have a whole swath of investors all mm -hmm. the way from, you know, the housewife in Nebraska mm -hmm. to the head of nuclear engineering at the Lawrence Livermore lab yep. in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, right? Yeah. Okay. So the, I'm kidding about that. We don't have a housewife in Nebraska listening. <laughs> the the Fed owns pretty much all the mortgages. Now, uh, as Harley Bassman has made his fame and fortune being a mortgage expert, he could probably do a better job at this than me, but you know. We touch a lot of bases. Convexity Maven. Convexity Maven, if you want to follow Harley. Convexity Maven. Yeah. 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 So convexity in some uh, groups known as the C word. Um, let me cut right to the chase. If the Fed didn't own all of these mortgages, the people who did own them, okay, would own a security that was getting longer in maturity as rates went up. So their risk profile would need to be addressed because everybody has a benchmark, right? Well, now all these mortgages are held by somebody in Washington that doesn't have a mark to market, mm -hmm. right? So when you look at the inverted yield curve, I'm, I'm asking this in the form of a question. I wonder if, part of the inversion where, so the two-year notes call it 486, the 10-year note is, call it a 4%. So it's inverted 80-something basis points. Yeah. If we were back in normal times, people would have been selling 10-year notes and pushing the price down and yield up. So I think mm -hmm. 
somehow, somewhere, part of this inversion is created by the lack of private ownership of mortgage securities. I, I read somewhere, and I'm not going to say this is a source to be relied upon, but apparently 99% of all existing mortgages have a rate that's lower that's, that is available in the market, meaning you borrowed money at 6%, and if you were to refi, you'd have to borrow money at 7%, so you're not going to yeah. refinance. 99%? Is that what you saw? Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, it, yeah, I believe it totally makes sense. Yeah, because I saw something like sixty percent have been refied in like the last three years. So that that fits your number. Yeah, it's, there you yeah. go. Yeah, so you're not going to get any huge tailwind from the consumer because he's going to get to refinance. Right. Okay. So um, once again, uh, kudos to Zervos. Um, I apparently I heard this from a third party, so I don't know if it's true, but we all like to have a little fun at Dave's expense and he's good natured about it. But, you know, he does have the shoulder length hair and the yeah. thin face. And he's a rock star. Some have compared him to the Lord Jesus Christ. And I guess yeah. at some some meeting he was introduced by whoever <laughs> saying you've seen him on CNBC. You've seen him nailed to his cross. <laughs> That's pretty Let good. me introduce Dave Zervos. Sounds like Rich. By, huh? by the way, by the way um, uh, Dave wants us to know that he uses cats as nails, so there's never any problem. Of course he does. <laughs> um, during my week, uh, there's a term that I didn't quite understand till recently. So it's the term blowing up. Mm -hmm. So in my day, when somebody blew up, they they lost a lot of money. Now, I guess blowing up means uh, things are good. Right, right. Like our show has blown up in popularity. Exactly. So I had two times this week where my phone blew up. Nice. And I got nice. several texts and messages. The first one was an article in the FT saying how they've discovered tether has falsified <laughs> right falsified documents made up shell companies breaking news you know just shocked um but yet they're still around and yeah. gary gensler is still needle dicking with yeah. the this and that and yeah. uh meanwhile you the know there's a imaginable can go unfold yeah, yeah. So you can read that in the Financial Times. I'll, mm -hmm. I won't bother you droning out about the impotency of the SEC yeah. and the Treasury. Um, I did make an emergency phone call when I saw this article to our friend. Uh, I, I don't want I won't mention mm -hmm. his name, but it occurred to me that um, if they get legit on the Bitcoin thing, if, okay. There's a publicly traded company called PayPal. You familiar with this? I am. I think that was an Elon Musk thing. It was. Anyway, it's my understanding, I haven't done it, but my understanding is you could pay with Bitcoin. Oh yeah, yes. Okay, okay, okay. So here in lies the problem for PayPal. 
this thing could run in such a way that the government shuts down PayPal because of the acceptance of Bitcoin, which is, you know, used by terrorists, mm -hmm. this, that, mm -hmm. and the other thing. So they violate the know your customer rule. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm a bearish stock guy. So mm -hmm. I always find reasons for things not to work. And we all know how successful that's been. Right. But, um, you know, at some point, maybe someone's going to wonder, you know, yeah. you know, let's say you're a drug dealer and you want to go buy your girlfriend a nice uh, piece of uh, jewelry, mm -hmm. which, by the way, our, our web mistress is a jewelry designer. Okay. Um, Maybe you want to buy a nice piece of jewelry from her. Uh, I, let's just assume she accepts Bitcoin. I, I don't think she does, but mm -hmm. maybe she accepts PayPal and you pay for PayPal with Bitcoin. Well, at some point, PayPal is going to have an obligation to know where did that money come from? Right. And the answer is, I don't know. Right, right, right. And uh, Gary Gensler is going to go, Okay, well, uh, pay me $50 million, promise yeah. me you'll stop. And yeah. okay, so that's yeah. one of those things to think. Well, they about. let Silvergate Bank, you saw what happened to Silvergate. Silvergate, they just let that collapse this week. Um, so that was, you know, that that was entangled in all the that was crypto's bank. Um, and it went down, yeah. it went went down 40% on Thursday, 60% on Friday, and they're going to close, they close up shop. Um, so that yeah. that's one down. So there's another one. The next one, signature bank, signature bank is the next one in the crosshairs that they think is clocks ticking on that is one. That, is that in the public domain? Oh yeah. SBNY. Yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. I, I, I'm just, a, you know, legal will be all over me after the show. If we talk about stuff, that's not no. public domain. Cause we're, we have, incredible access right to non-public um actionable intel <laughs> speaking of uh non-public yeah. um you know we reinstituted the comment section okay it was a close vote <laughs> it was three to two but we we uh we reopened it and we've had mixed in my mind mixed results so one of the uh listeners and and by the way good comments are bad grateful everyone takes them. oh yeah totally. even if you, even if you skip the fish i don't understand but anyway um one gentleman sent me a research paper talking about employment of men in the 21 to yeah. 30 year old category yeah. and how their hours are working less and now, this is correlation is not causality, but the basic argument is you can get a Xbox for 600 bucks. You can get Call of Duty for 300 bucks and you can sit in your basement. And so this is this is perfect for for the young man with no motivation. You sit in your basement. Right. You play Xbox all weekend. You get your gummies. Right. You get your two for one Domino's pizza. And, you know, when you get a little bored playing Xbox, you flip on some porn. Yeah. So you never even have to go out and talk to a girl. It's true. You never have dude. to meet a girl. It's and, true. And once again, 
correlation is not causality. Yeah. Family creation is slowing. Sperm counts are dropping. Yeah. Birth rates dropping. I'm sure it's got nothing to do with any of these things. Dude, it's a it's great probably- time for it's a great time for my it's a great time for my son to be like stepping into this world as a, you know like the, the competition has been so diluted it's like like look at look at men from like the 80s and 90s you know like they look like high school guys look like they were 40 okay and now like you had to call girls and there was your social interaction dude you can literally live in a basement now you can become a little hobbit that like stays indoors and do like do parents nowadays let their kids live at home until they're 40? It's 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 turned upside down, dude. And you're in your my kids at home. My kids coming home home to visit for three weeks for a week. It's fucking awesome. But by day five, they want to go. Right, we want them to go. Right. No, nah, dude, it, it's true, um, man. Those um, dude, the, the males, they keep asking that question: where are the workers? Where are all the workers? Um and, Dude, they're playing video games somewhere. You know, they're not interested in going to work for for whatever the the for twenty bucks an hour. They, you yeah. know, all right, we'll just gonna so sit on play. for any of our listeners, for any of our listeners, and clearly, I identify as a sixty-two year old white heterosexual male. Yeah, some may say type A, but I'll leave that to you. Yeah, um, just pro tip: get out of the basement, okay. Go to a Starbucks, okay? Go to a, go to like uh, an event at your church or go to the grocery store. Go to the grocery store. Go to the grocery store. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Meet a woman, okay? You know what? Maybe the first one you meet isn't for you, but you know, you you find the the right one. They make you happy. They smell nice. They, they're fun (laughs) to be with. They make you laugh. They make you feel better about yourself. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's don't a talk to him about Bitcoin. Don't, don't talk, talk to him about Bitcoin. <laughs> Jesus, please do not bring up Bitcoin. Oh my God, I saw a woman. I saw a girl this week that said, "If a guy has time to take me out on a date, he's a loser. If a guy has the time to take me out during the week, he's a loser, and he's going nowhere in life." <laughs> Wait. So if he's got time to take me out, yep. I don't want to. I don't want to date him. No time. And- no. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't the do it. The logical fallacies there are. Uh, <laughs> are um, it's a scary incredible. world out there. So, so thank you for that letter uh, or the comment from the listener about. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. That was paper. awesome. And you you can look it up. I, I don't. Yeah. It's on the it's on the Web page. But then I got a comment from another listener and uh, I'd like to read it to you. OK. okay? What is the relationship between sulfur and FFR curves? Is there a pairs trade opportunity to express the higher for longer thesis? Question mark. Okay. Let's start with how about, hey, thanks for the show. I was wondering if I could ask you a question. And the question would be this. Finally, uh, I was wondering about a way to express a trade. If you have time, could you explain it to me? Um, that's not what they said. It's like, what is the relationship between sulfur and FFR curves? Okay, so you know what? I'm not Wikipedia. Fuck you. Go figure it out. 
Okay. The answer is get a map. It's at the corner of fuck you and figure it out. Okay. What's the relationship between SOFR and FFR? The relationship is they're both related to short-term rates. There's your answer. Okay. Do I amuse you like a fucking clown? The second one, is there a pairs trade opportunity to express the higher for longer thesis? Now, how many times have we said, <laughs> we're not giving you trade ideas? First of all, I'm not getting my, at 62, I'm not getting my ass sued by some right. chump who said, oh, Morris said this and I lost a bunch it's of money. That, that, that's, that's number one. So the answer is, is there a Paris trade opportunity to express the higher for longer thesis? Probably. <laughs> There's your answer. I think there is. <laughs> so, I mean, in case you haven't noticed, this is free, yeah. right? There's no ads. There's no nothing. Right. Just how about a little? How about a little respect? <laughs> Just not a lot. Just yeah, about, yeah, yeah. a little something instead of. <laughs> tell me this, tell me that click. No, that dog don't hunt. Right, right. Well, <laughs> I, I hate to I hate to start the wind down on a slow note. Once yeah, again, no. I have no idea what fucking how, how long have we got? This is three weeks in a row. You've said that at exactly the 59 minute mark. So you're either bullshitting at this point or, no, or you, I, I, I or honestly you got... have no idea. I have an internal clock. Your clock like, is dialed. <laughs> so okay. when I one more thing. I was talking about your internal yeah. clock before we were talking about clowns. Did you see Biden's nomination for the the uh the FF the FAA guy? You 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 dabbled, you you trafficked in airline in uh, airports yeah. air safety. Pete Buttigieg? No, 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 no. He's got a the great grandson of Orville Wright. <laughs> Please. Dude, his nomination, I, I want to say to run the I, I, I could be wrong. It might not be the FAA, but it's some aviation authority. I, I don't know if it's FAA. dude. They asked him seven questions, all seven wrong. He went 0 for 7 on basic aviation, on a basic aviation quiz in front of like the nomination committee. 0 for 7. Yeah. Well, here's the eighth question he would get wrong, which is what makes an airplane fly? Hmm. Money. Money. <laughs> That's a pilot's joke. <laughs> okay. So. Well, I don't have anyone else I can disparage. I, I think we did a nice job contemplating uh, or, or complimenting David Zerbos. Did he put uh, a song again. in his note? Was there a song in the note? I don't sometimes, think so. Sometimes he ends with like, uh, one note he ended with some really good talking uh, talking heads lyrics where he said, this ain't yeah, no Yeah, I treat that a little bit like people treat our fish stuff. You know, <laughs> okay. I, 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 go for, I go for the meat. I leave the head and the tail to somebody else. But uh, hey, I, I don't know. Um, I got a pretty good ride in yesterday. Did you really? Oh, yeah. I rode with Shannon and Alex Wheel from uh -huh. uh, back home. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, they listen. We all know I'm not as fit as I used to be, but uh, it was it was a stiff ride and I felt great about it afterwards. Wow. And uh and then I came home and carved into the brisket that Shannon had smoked. Mm -hmm. And um, so again, you know, two hours of hard riding, keto diet, I, I gained weight. 
<laughs> you know, if this keeps going on, I'm going to have to do the reverse of what I did 20 years ago, which is I'm going to have to go start buying new clothes. <laughs> stuff's starting not to fit. Down to Greenwich app. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know. Um. I want to thank Anthony Peters as usual, um, because that having him back is just is just fantastic. And when are you coming? Speaking of having Anthony back, when are you coming back to New York? Well, you know the security team doesn't right. like me talking about these things, but when it's I'm warm. supposed to come back early April. Okay. Of course, like, you know the departure and my arrival times will be masked, okay, for obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I, yeah. so. That's when the boss says we're coming back. If it's 80 degrees here and it's 40 degrees back yeah. east, there's going to be waiting for me at the plane. And they're like, <laughs> I can't find him. He's turned off the find my iPhone yeah. feature. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, and I'm going rogue. Out in the desert I'll, somewhere. I'll send you a postcard. Yeah, thanks. The Canadian border. <laughs> so we had these friends from Greenwich, out, mm -hmm. Alex and Courtney. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just reinforced to me, what the fuck is with the people on the East Coast? Uh, why why do they have sticks so far up their ass? It's a terrible place, dude. It's cold. It's miserable. It's competitive. Uh, it's fucking awful here. It's it's yeah, but yeah, it's like the mat the moth to the flame. I yeah. Don't... Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Well, know, just I, everything's just laid back and friendly out there, and like there's no. We've been to a restaurant three times now. Yeah, La La Toretta. Okay. okay. Yeah. And I walk in there, it's like, the it's like, I'm the guy's long lost brother. Yeah. You know, yep. he knows what I drink. He knows what I like. You know, he, he, the last few times I've like had a diet coke because I've given the whole designated driver shtick and he said you know he's like what's the designated driver having tonight right wow and, yeah yeah yeah. and the food's good and it's yeah. a fair price and perfect but you know how do you like i was saying to um courtney i'm like uh, what's your favorite restaurant in greenwich and she starts talking about this italian place in stanford <laughs> and i'm like excuse me i don't mean to be rude right right but I said Greenwich. <laughs> and she's like, yeah. I've... Yeah. But I sit down, I order a bowl of plain pasta. It's 30 bucks. And they throw it at you. And you can't fucking park. Right. Nothing right. like spending a hundred bucks a person for dinner. And you got to yeah. walk a quarter mile in the cold. Right. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, I digress. I, so you'll be home soon. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I... <laughs> I'm getting older and grumpier and <laughs> I, it's easy. It's just fucking easier here. Oh yeah. It's just easier here. <laughs> why, why bother with any of that optimism or positivity? <laughs> Plus I'm one exit away from the Mayo clinic where you can actually get healthcare. <laughs> it's not bad. <laughs> no, so. Anyway, it's right. great to see you. All right, pal. I'll see you next week. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Take All care. Right. Bye. Cheers.